Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Angela Page, a freelance writer, producer, and author. Her short films such as Unplugging Aunt Vera and Las Marias are featured in the shorts TV channel, Funny or Die, and Indie Picks Unlimited. Her novels include Matched in Heaven and Suddenly Single Sylvia. That's a, a mouthful to say. <laughs> also a basis for the award-winning short film, Sylvia. She's a graduate of NYU Stern School of Business and the London School of Economics. She has worked for multinationals such as Microsoft, Honeywell, and Siemens. And Angela is a New Jersey native. Welcome, Angela. How are you today? Thanks, Terry, and thank you for having me on. I think I can be categorized as a kick-ass boomer. Absolutely. Absolutely, you're a kick-ass boomer. Yeah. Don't ask me whose ass I'm kicking. but right. <laughs> Don't ask me either. Okay. And when I picked the name, it was like I knew that there were going to be some Christian podcasts and all that might not like that name, but I am getting some Christian authors to actually come on the podcast because I don't think there's anything wrong with kick-ass. I mean, oh, that, the word ass is in the Bible. Isn't it? Yeah, there you go. There you go. And as boomers, sometimes we have to kick ass. That's there right. you go. Right. It's our last hurrah, right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> so there's a dead girl in my yard, the newest book that you co-authored along with Mia Altieri. What a title. It sounds funny, but upsetting at the same time. So tell us a little bit about the story behind the book that was inspired by real events. Well, we were at a festival in Arizona with Sylvia, which is the uh, film, short film that was done as a part of the book. And Mia actually was a supporting actor in that film. Oh, was she? She was actually, she was uh, in the film tape depicts a May-December date, matchup date. And she's she's matched up with a Korean War vet in this film. Oh, wow. Uh, Who hasn't been on a date since 1963. And so uh, actually... (laughs) Actually, November twenty third, to be exact, and she and she says you went on a date on the date JFK died, and it goes from there. So that's how we met on that that uh, that shoot, and we were at the festival uh, in Arizona, and we're in a Starbucks, and she's getting text messages, and I said, "What's going?" She's upset. I said, "What's going on?" And she turns to me very calmly and says, "There's a dead girl in my yard," and I said, "That's." a book, it's a play, it's a movie, it's a TV show, it's a something. Yes, so, yes. So it took, I we I mulled it over for some weeks and about a week, about a month later, I started writing, you know, inspired by her voice because she is also the actress and, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, has been to LA for, for a while. So that's how it started. And then I heard the story and, and from there, we just put the pieces together. So we based it on, you know, her and my experience in, in Hollywood, but there's it does travel to Miami, and the the, uh, the dead girl is a Latina, and she also goes to New York, 
and she is in witness protection program. And I'll stop there with the spoilers. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's enough. That gets us. How she ends up in the urn under the olive tree is a, is a, is a, is quite a is an adventure. Absolutely. That's just so odd that she sees this urn being buried, and it's like, oh my gosh, what is that? So. Yeah, yeah. And then they ask her to to mourn or manage. That was the craziest part is that she agreed to to organize these mourners coming because the whoever was buried there had uh, was had some sort of notoriety of something, you know. And so, yeah, so all the way through. She probably had no idea there were going to be that many mourners. No, no. You think a couple here, but she had no idea. So we actually went to town with that one because I imagined <laughs> the different things that would go on, you know, when people right. were, you know, and then of course, then, you know, actually there's a uh, uh, police get uh, the, the law enforcement gets involved. So it goes from there. So we, uh, oh, no, we, we went to, to town on the, um, on the backstory. Oh, I bet. I bet. That's good. Cause that just yeah. makes it more exciting to read. <laughs> right. Right. And what's awful character. So the dead girl is Latina and, uh, we have a great because uh, I live I've lived all over the world. So I like to put in characters of places that I've been. And I lived in Asia. I travel a lot to India. So there's Indian character. There's a lot of Asian characters. And of course, Latinos, I'm half Latina, right. uh, Jersey girl. So that's we decided that make, make sure that so it wasn't a forced multicultural cast. It was I think right. I think it feels it feels that it's natural and organic. Right. And the other interesting thing, all the characters have names of flowers. Correct. Bushes, Which trees, is things. Very right? unusual. <laughs> I know. We had a good time coming up with that. I, you know, and it's hard to find male names that are bushes and flowers and all that. So we I had bet. to send into trees. So you've got Olmo, and of course you got Fern, and you've got uh, the obvious ones, and then we had the not so obvious ones, and we also got into spices as well, like saffron and <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Ginger, saffron, we, we, we expanded a little bit, so. Right, there you go. Yeah, that I love Poppy, though. So Poppy is, yeah. is that the main character? Yes, that's the main character. Yeah, that's Correct. the main character. Yeah. The dead girl is Dahlia? Yes, but yes. she has another name. So that's after Witness Protection, she's Dahlia, so. Oh, Iris. Okay. Her original name is Iris. Oh, yeah. Iris. <laughs> Edie's that's in great. Spanish. Edie's in Spanish, yeah. Uh-huh. Then there's a oh. play on Poppy in Spanish, too. So the word for Poppy in Spanish is Amapola. And that's also a character in the book. Oh, boy. Wow. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun to read. So anyone looking for some fun now, some laughs, this is a great book. Because I think we've gotten so serious over the last two years with COVID that we've forgotten how to have fun and we've forgotten how to laugh. So, And laughter is so healthy. It really is. If you're not feeling good, if you start laughing, you'll feel better in no time, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, there is, if you see some, some of the, uh, I think uh, the unbiased reviews talk about how fun it is and it's, uh, it's funny, but yet takes on some serious issues and it's got multicultural characters and it seems to be entertaining, which is what I like to do is entertain and make people laugh. Yeah, absolutely. So important. And your other book, Suddenly Single Sylvia. I love that alliteration. It's so cool. But it's also, along with that, you have a boomer boot camp dating guide. So yeah. tell us but a little so, bit about that, because that sounds like a lot of fun, too. So Sylvia is actually based on a real a dating coach in New Jersey. And she had a lot of material, along with my fiance, who actually passed away. They actually had a dating business back before free internet. And they had a lot of material about, you know, matchmaking and date coaching and all this. And so I assembled all of that together, loosely based on, you know, on their story and came up with a novella, which is the story of Sylvia and her being 
being abandoned by her husband all the way through to starting a dating a dating uh, day coach service with her roommates and Asian trans and a Latina chiropractor. Oh my gosh. And so then I decided to bookend it because I had all this material and I encapsulated what I could in a funny dating guide. It's, it's useful and funny at the same time. There's tips like, you know, what to do on the, what not to do on the first date, right? <laughs> right. How much to reveal. And then there's, uh, of course, then you got Sylvia's uh, mantras like protection, not infection, and for STDs. And also, uh, you know, she's got a mantra about it's uh, it's not rejection, it's protection. That's the other one, right? So, right. And then I have what to do, oh, uh, not to give up before date six, and wow. also what to wear on the date, you know, and to, because they found a lot of issues when they did the date coaching on getting people, you know, makeovers, and to the point where she, the real life one, had a uh, a hairdresser in the Carlisle Hotel in New York City. That she would send all the clients to to get a make to get like a new new hairdo, right? So, oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. Wow. And she had to, you know the, the the what not to wear, you know all that stuff. So the dating guide is fun, and and I there's a series of articles online also at when the book was published that kind of expand some of these topics as well. And there's another one coming out. There's a book called Great Dating that's going to be published by Rutgers University Press, which I have an article in there. And oh. that's and that that essay is called Till Illness Do Us Part. And that's about dealing with dating at a certain age when it's very likely that one of somebody's going to have a chronic illness or or even, you know, get very, very sick. And I give a personal account of what happened to me recently and what, what, what also what to do, not to do, or what you need to expect when that happens. And this, you know, you get to the certain age. So sounds like a lot of good advice. And for boomers who maybe lost their husband, even just a year ago, a couple of years ago, it's good advice. And it's funny at the same time, because they probably haven't dated in years. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to act. You you forget when you've been with someone so long. Yeah. She was very adamant with the men that you got to have a good watch, good shoes, right? <laughs> because the women can look at their watch and their shoes, but who wears watches anymore, right? So, Nobody. Exactly. Right. So we got to get into something new on that one. So, right, uh, right. You know, the other thing, my other point with this, ne- this essay that's coming out is that nobody would imagine that you'd have a May, December romance when you're over 60, but it happens because people are living longer, right? right. So you could easily be dating, which happened to me, dating with a guy that was 18, 20 years older than I was. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, it can happen. Yeah, that's right. So that's a whole other, it's, and it's, it's, they're old enough to be your parent. Yeah. That, right. So that's true. Brings a whole other dynamic into this that nobody ever thought of before. Right. Well, when my father lost my mother, he started dating another German woman because my mother was from Germany. So he loved German women. So he started dating her. She was 15 years younger than him. Sure. So, and yeah. they dated for a long time until he eventually got sick with dementia and, you know, that kind of stopped it. But he used to fly to Germany to visit her. Then she'd fly for here her. and for he'd him. stay four or five months and then fly. It lasted a long time. That's great. That's great. So he had some happy happy times, very happy times. And she really missed him when he passed away. She is still alive. She's now in her, I think, 90s. He died at 96 about six, seven years ago. So they were together for a while, but she really misses him. But she had trouble keeping up with him because until he got dementia, he was he would dance all night long. They would go out dancing. She was 15 years younger and she couldn't dance all night and he could. So he would, right. you know, dance with some of the other women there. But yeah, she had a hard time keeping up. And if the dementia hadn't happened, they would have had a lot more happy years. So so it will be happening to a lot of women that 
That's you know, right. And be... to men too. And to men as well. And to men too. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My mother had a boyfriend for over three decades, right? Who, yeah. was married, who was married. Right. And it got to the point a couple of years ago that his wife got sick, really sick. And was, and my mother also, you know, went into, you know, mental decline, you know, mm-hmm. mental health issues. And I said, what a terrible thing. Here's, here's in his, in his mid eighties and his wife is sick and his girlfriend is sick. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, like a thing, you know, that, uh, <laughs> and then he ends up passing away himself first. First. Right. That first. happens. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. And his wife. So anyway, we had that the reverse where the man was left with dealing with crime. And he was pretty, he was on, he was on top of it. He was an attorney working to the end and he wow. was on top of everything. And then, but I felt so bad. I said, Oh my God, you think that you get to this age, you'd have one. Right? Either the wife or the girlfriend to count on, but no, nothing, zero. Nothing. Ah, right. And then you're worried about both of them. So it's like, oh That's my right. gosh. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, oh so my he gosh. Exited, he exited first, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a good thing then, I guess. So let's just yeah. get out of this situation. It's not a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have any other, oh, we were going to talk a little bit about your publishing company that you got for um, there's a dead girl in my yard. How did you pick them and why did you pick them and all of that? Right. Well, I have been, let me backtrack to, I was traditionally published with matched in heaven, which is also about dead people, by the way, it's a support group in heaven that helps match up people on earth. Oh, Uh, that sounds very interesting. There's a May, December romance in that as well. (laughs) So, and a lot of boomer sex. Oh, there you go. (laughs) It's, It's a fantasy but people that, but they're angry angels. So people that are sensitive to angry angels shouldn't read that book. But if you want to, if you're okay with angry angels and you're okay with boomer sex, then read that one too. Read that one. <laughs> I was a small publisher uh, in, in on the West Coast and it was a you know small press, which means you got to do everything yourself. I didn't get an advance. I just got royalties. Right. And so that was traditionally published. The second one, Sylvia, was a very small book, and my I was going to make the film, and it actually got optioned for a series, a TV series. They're still working on that. Hmm. And and then this one, Barringer, is a hybrid publisher. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is that you share, it's a cost sharing, where you pay them a certain amount, and they provide certain services, and then they will put in, on their side, a lot of services as well. So you combine effort. So I have done traditional uh, self and hybrid, which is something new. The hybrids also choose you. You don't, it's not like vanity. The hybrid will review and they curate. So it's uh, it's a little bit different. So I've sent, I have all three of the gamut now. Uh, yeah. So, right. But anybody out there that's really willing to, you need to decide, you know, which way you want to go. The self has a whole series of actions you want to take. You have more control, obviously, right. the self-publishing. And the traditional, of course, if you want to do that, I recommend anybody don't ignore the medium and the small presses. They're hungry for material. And of course, if you can get an agent, even better. I mean, I tried getting an agent with all these books and, and never succeeded. So that's why. And I wanted, I wanted Dead Girl to be fast tracked because I want to move on to the next one, right? Right. So, <laughs> right. so we were lucky that we had three or four offers from three or four hybrids offered to do Dead Girl. A published dead girl but we chose this one in florida and we were fast-tracked you know we we signed the contract only in the summer and we we released in december so that is really fast yeah it was yeah that's very fast i think i i interview a lot of authors and i think before they write their books they think they're going to have no trouble selling it if it's on amazon it'll sell but it really doesn't you have to be out promoting your own book or people can't find it they they just oh. don't find it 
and every and every year comes a new outlet. I mean, now you got TikTok, you got BookTok, you have Bookstagrammers, you have BookTubers. This didn't happen with Sylvia was in was in twenty you know three or four years ago. Now it's my 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 media and marketing list has expanded you know fivefold. Wow. And so and also you could spend a fortune on all these things. There's blog tours. There's there's Bookstagrammers. There's of course Goodreads. There's uh, trying to get and Twitter. I, I I was really fortunate that there was a um, a, a blogger that was very uh, I'd say very visible on Twitter. And in turn, we've had a lot of good traffic on Twitter. Twitter, by the way, is very good for writers. I recommend that. You get a lot of you, know, you can call into publishers and agents on Twitter. There's something called Pitmad on Twitter a couple oh. times a year. Where you actually throw out, you know, a, a basically a log line for a book, right? And it, and and got people to retweet it, and and agents will come and, and ask for uh, a sample. Yeah, oh, that's it's nice. Pitman. It's called Pitmat. It's online. You can you could you could Google it and see. It's Pitmat, and it's on Twitter. And okay. uh, it's best to team up. I've teamed up with groups of of writers, and we just retweet each other all day long. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Right. I have a group that you you can establish a group. And and also there are a lot of great Facebook groups for authors, right? Mm -hmm. Tips, you know, for women, there's the the binders. Have you heard of the binders? No, I've never heard of that. Well, you know, it comes from that uh, Mitt Romney, when he ran for president, what was that in 2000 and 2008? No, 2012. 12, yeah. He said, they asked him, how many women do you do you have on your cabinet in Massachusetts? He was then, he says, I have binders full of women, he said. <laughs> so this group, a bunch of journalists got together and says, let's make a Facebook group called Binders, the Binders. So there you go. Hundreds of thousands of writers around the world and their subgroups as well. Very good. And I highly recommend it because it'll be a sub subgroup of whatever kind of a writer you are, journalist, author, uh, screen, play, everything. There's there's a sub a subgroup for you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because I think the more you can do ahead of time, the better. Um, there's so much to learn about writing. Um, my yeah. sister's writing a children's book and she's never written before, but she had this really unique idea and she's loving it. But she it is new to all of this. So she's got to find an illustrator and then a publisher. And like right. you said, decide, to, can I even go the regular route? She'd have to get an agent. It's not easy getting an agent. It's really That's right. not. That's right. And they're all full, by the way. So everybody wrote a book during the pandemic. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and even, the, you know, the best-selling authors all have plenty of time to uh, dust off whatever they're working on or even create new. So they're yep. kind of full up. They're kind of full up at the moment. That's why I knew it was I had. And also, you say the people with the lead time, even people that got even small press contracts, mm-hmm. they're not going to get published in 2023. Well, honestly, I could be dead by then. I mean, it's right. Like, yeah. What is said if I was 25, I'd say, oh, okay, I'll be 27 yeah. when that comes out. But no, right. not at this age. It's like, no, can do. No, no don't want to no. wait. No, right. Interest. right. No, fast track. It's oh my God, that was yeah. really fast. Yeah, it was. 2021, that was, that's really right. fast. Was, yeah. I was going to say something else and now it went out of my head about that, being fast-tracked. Oh, well, it'll come back. It will. So, oh, I, I know what I was going to say. You should probably start a Pinterest account as well because the cover of the book is very interesting. So maybe yes. a lot of you authors can get together and do Pinterest because people are getting a lot of followers on Pinterest as well. That's a good point. Yes. It's one of the many outlets there that uh, we're still trying to figure out uh, TikTok or book right. talk, right? Right. I shy away from TikTok. I, I, I'm afraid that they're getting all of our information. So I'm not sure, but it's big. It's huge. It is. You know? It is huge. It is huge. Yeah, I know. So anyway, there are a lot of, some authors are getting some play, but 
I don't know. We haven't yet tackled that, but that's on our, our to-do list. Yeah. Try Pinterest because I, I like will. the cover of your book. That's it a very is. interesting it cover. I, I think yeah. it would attract people. So that, and that's a pretty easy thing to do. And, yeah, you know, you add, add to it when you want to. It's not right. where you even have to do it all the right. time, but. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Another way to get followers. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. It, no, you're absolutely right. Good, all good about idea. people hearing good about idea, the book. Terry. And being on the podcast with boomers, hopefully they're listening because a lot of this information is for boomers. It's perfect right. for them. Exactly. It is. It's absolutely terrific. Yeah. Yeah. And good stories. You know, there's a dead girl in my yard. I mean, it's a great <laughs> funny story. So why not? You know, That's and we've true. got the time to read and we're stuck indoors. We're not seeing yeah. our grandchildren as much as we want. So it's a good time to read. So That's right. Plenty of time. Yeah. Winter time in the north and the upper hemisphere here. Yeah, we had snow yeah. last night, but it rained. So it's gone already, which is good. Yeah, I like right. the kind of snow that comes and goes. <laughs> yes. Well, let's hope that that's the case, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The rest of the winter. I don't know. But hey, we're right. already mid-January yeah. and we've had like two, but yeah. neither one was that bad. So right. yeah. the year my father died, it was ice and snow. It was a horrific, horrible winter. And he died January 5th. I couldn't even get to the nursing home for one last time because he died overnight and I was afraid I wouldn't make it up the hill to the nursing home. It was all ice, ice, ice. And then it was so bitterly cold that a lot of people didn't come out to the funeral. It was just bitterly cold. And then we couldn't bury the ashes till March because the ground was frozen. So it was a whole big, horrible thing about dying in the middle of winter. So, oh God. That's another essay. Don't die in the middle of winter. <laughs> Not up here in the Northeast. Whereas, and that part. was just a very unusually cold winter. It was just really bad. So, but is there anything else you want to share with my audience before we close? No, that I think that you got, you know, you're doing great with the, the kick-ass boomers and, and bring them on. Bring everybody on and uh, and let them let it rip. It's, Absolutely. Uh, and for those authors out there, Angela had a lot of good advice for you. So now you know that you can start looking in other places, not just self-published or the traditional. There's that hybrid, hybrid. one, which, right. you know, you're going to have to pay some money. But if you want people to find your book, you have to either do advertising yourself or right. do something like that hybrid where you're paying part of it. And you want a fast track. So Absolutely. self Self and hybrid could end up with a fast track if you've got all your ducks in a row. And, you know, we're that time is of the essence for us. Absolutely. Critical, critical. I mean, I'm planning to live to 100, but, you know, with things like this, you want it done fast just in case, right? That's right. That's my thing, the just in case. That's great. Absolutely. Well, this has been great. Very interesting conversation. I've loved having you. Thank you so much for being my guest. You are thank definitely you, a kick-ass boomer. Um, so thank you. Oh, I forgot to ask you where the people... T-shirts? The t-shirts? Can I get a t-shirt, kick-ass boomer? I don't know? have one yet, but I'm working on it. Yes, I do want I to make them. That's right, yeah. yeah. I'm working on having t-shirts and coffee mugs so that people can get them. So yeah, right. I definitely yeah. want to work on it because I love that little logo, the granny pilot exactly, yeah. with the purple hair. <laughs> perfect, perfect. The website is deadgirlbook.com. Okay. And I am at angelapage.net my personal oh, web good angela page right dot net dot net i am angela page 1200 on twitter and instagram oh good okay good yeah. so they can follow you us. find us yeah good find the dead girl yeah right there and we'll talk more to mia about the story so we'll get a little bit more insight yeah. into That's the story great. so people are going to want to read it absolutely right thanks so much terry yes you're welcome thank you this has been great thank you 
we appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.